Rudy Gobert puts the headset on. Rudy, how are you? Great, how are you? Good. How many times do you think you've had a 2020 in your career? Uh, I'm not sure. You know better than I do, for sure. That is your sixth 2020 in your NBA career. Congratulations. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. So take me through tonight, because it felt like they just changed their defense about every five possessions and what that must have felt like. Yeah, you know, I think it was a great uh, great game for us, you know, to be able to keep, keep working and attacking different coverages. And, uh, you know, we, we stopped moving the ball a few times. You know, we got stacked down a few times, but uh, we, played, we played good defense the whole game, so we were able to, to put it through. Uh, did you, you played four games in six nights. Do you think you guys, was fatigue a factor at all tonight? Uh, I mean, it's NBA. You know, they just, they played in Phoenix last night, so I think they were a little more fatigued than we are. Uh, you know, you... We gotta be professionals, take care of ourselves, and uh, and be ready to play every night. You know, obviously, some nights you're gonna be a little more fatigued, but uh, that's when you gotta use your brain more and uh, and uh, and you know, play together and uh, and communicate even more. Um, I don't know. Are you superstitious? Uh, a little bit. So we tried not to talk about this very much on the air tonight because we kind of don't want to, you know. So tonight was the best free throw shooting game of your NBA career. You went 15 of 16 at the line. It was the most free throws you've ever made in a game. Your previous highest percentage when making at least 10 was 11 of 12. So 15 of 16 tonight is your best free throw shooting game ever. Congratulations. Thank you. Anything, Thank you. anything in particular or just focus? <laughs> I mean, I, I just put a lot of work, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, it's been great. You know, it's been great to be able to, to shoot it and, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm a very good free throw shooter. No, he has to translate to the game and to the percentages. And tonight was a great night. Congratulations, Many Rudy. more coming. Yes, many more coming. We always appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you, you too. And I think I see Rudy's mom across the way, actually. Nice to see that she's in town for Rudy for the holidays. Jazz win it, 112-102. to Tim Lacombe. Jake Scott joining us. You did say Tim, right? I did. Mm. Hey, Ron, how are you, man? You no, know, did you see they changed the rules today in the NBA? So there's no longer a limit on how many games two-way players yeah, play. Yeah, that's right. So I, I'm certainly going to put together quite a replacement list here. And there's no, there's no luxury tax implications of adding hardship players. No. So Tim's free for the rest of the year, doesn't need to miss another game. I don't. I am, I am completely locked in does, now. Does your, salary have the massive, does your salary have massive luxury tax implications? It could. Okay. It could. So when I'm not here, there's usually a darn good reason. But it's better when I'm here because we win more. Yeah, PK's over. So, yeah, I'll be, I, I'm going I'm to make a concerted effort on your behalf, not to have to have you call somebody else's name. All right. Sounds good. What did you think tonight? I thought they got off to a terrific start. Um, I thought the key really was the way they kind of played with a great deal of force, really kind of forced the issue. Um, the, I don't know that the Hornets could have been worse defensively in the first half if they tried to be. Um, but as always, you get a lead. And they started kind of mess, you know, mixing things up, giving the Jazz different looks, and 
that's the one reason you do that. You want to slow a team down. You want to try to make things out there look different so they can't just come down and, you know, continue to road grade. And they, I thought they did a good job mixing things up. Uh, it did slow the Jazz down. And then when the game started to really look, you know, like it was we got into the clutch, uh, all of a sudden that force came again. You saw guys playing downhill, getting to the rim, kicking out. Um, and I said, you know, I, I thought the same thing you said, Ron. They, they did not run as much as they could have run, you know. Uh, and sometimes I think this team plays to the scoreboard, and that's something they've, they've got to get better at. And that's a great way of putting it, playing to the scoreboard, uh, to the point where, okay, we got to pick this tempo up or we got to play a little harder uh, in order to keep that, what did he call it? He called it the, the, the defense, the, the schemes that they put together from setting up and giving you some problems. You know, you play fast, you get good shots, but we don't see that until the last three or four minutes of, of a game when you're kind of desperate to come up with something good. But all in all, I mean, I thought the, uh, the rebounding really saved them tonight. I thought they were great on the glass. Uh, Jake Scott called the 2020, by the way, David, in the pregame. Like called it. It's only been five of them. I know. Yeah. And 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 Jake doesn't make calls. Like I I make calls all the time. I make so many people forget if I'm good or not. But he never makes calls. It was a bold. I I felt bold today, and it paid off. Well, Rudy's Rudy's a pretty good place to be bold. You know, can we basketball geek for a second? Sure. So tonight's a really really interesting game because one of the real changes in this league is how you deal with teams that run in transition. The school of thought for many years from Greg Popovich and Doc Rivers was that you should never crash the glass and that you get back defensively, and the offensive rebound was completely out of vogue. And teams, the offensive rebounding rate in the NBA dropped to about 21%. I mean, it was almost accidental if you got one. And everybody was playing the same way. And then the offenses start to get better. And analytically, what happened was that an extra possession became more valuable, so suddenly rebounding became a bigger advantage. The other thing that happened was a bunch of people did a bunch of studies and suddenly realized there was absolutely no correlation between high offensive rebounding rate and low transition defense. In fact, there was a reverse correlation at times between high offensive rebounding rate and good transition def- and bad transition defense. In fact, it was good transition defense. And what you were discovering was the way to stop transition is to crash the glass an offensive rebound, and their only answer to that is then to pull all their guys back to rebound and not outlet. And we saw the Hornets run much less in the second half because they tried to run in the first half, and the Jazz got 45% of the misses as offensive rebounds. It's a really interesting change in this league if anybody understands anything I just said. And clearly from the way his eyes are glossed over, Ron Boone is not one of them. <laughs> I've heard it before. <laughs> and, and I was just going to let so Tim, sorry, Ron. Tim respond to that. But uh, I, I have something for, for Tim. Now that you want to respond to David? No, I, I think it's, it's fascinating the way the game changes. You know, we talk about number of three-pointers taken, you know, just all the different ways. And that's certainly another way to play. And uh, I, I love the, the uh, kind of common rules of the game being challenged. Okay, so if a team like the Hornets, and we're going to use them as, well, we're talking about that, but they use different schemes, but they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So this is, I'm having problems with the schemes or just not getting good at one or two different things. 
coach. I'm with you. I, I, I think you should be better at something than, you know, I, I do know that when <clears throat> teams I coached, when we, when we could not settle in, we didn't have the type of guys that could, you know, stop things all the time. We got really into scheming and we got really into, you know, for a certain guy, we'd blitz them or, you know, because we just didn't have the, the personnel at times. So it's, uh, in my mind, I think the way to get better at something is to do it. And I think the more simple you can make it, the better. But, uh, again, there's lots of different ways to, I'll to attack James it. I'll give Borrega a break here. LaMelo offensive player. Terry Rozier offensive player. Oh, yeah, player. yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, but that's what I'm player. saying about what we did. Like, we didn't yeah. have we, – we were not recruiting the defensive guys all the time. And so we had to figure out how to – have guys like, you know, that, that were offensive guys, didn't do a whole lot on the other end, and, and be able to function. It's a little bit like the Norm Chow rule of quarterbacks. You know what the Norm Which Chow is? rule of quarterbacks is? You know, I should, but I you don't. You know why you have a two quarterbacks and a quarterback controversy? Because one of them's not good enough. Oh, that's, yeah, right? absolutely. Like, yeah. If, you, if you had one quarterback that was good enough, you wouldn't have two wouldn't quarterbacks, have, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like the reason you're playing a million schemes is because you don't No, have you're exactly right. And, and I think a lot of – if you went and looked at it, I bet a lot of it would be offensive players, like you said. Because LaMelo is. I mean, he's phenomenal on the offensive end defensively. Whoa. Bregg, I talked to Bregg for a long time today, and he literally said to me, if they know what the defense is, we're dead. Yeah. We have to somehow have them not certain what our defense is on most possessions tonight. Well, to his credit, they did a good job of that, and that kept that kind of neutralized the, the Jazz in that a, a big part of that game. Yeah, he said they were going to start with the way that was best for them, and then they'll, they were going to adapt in our media session with him. Um, clearly, whatever was best for them was not best for the night, and then he adapted. Yeah, they were picking the blitzes apart. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Take care, guys. Thank you all. Thanks to our crew tonight, Jeffrey and Bobby Love and was in the studio and I probably leap life or leap. Yes. Uh, I'll never get it right all year. Um, good job by everybody. It was well, well, well produced broadcast by the crew tonight. Thanks guys. Talk to you. Uh, what, uh, talk Thursday. to you Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Talk to you then. One twelve to one Oh two is your final coach. And I are breaking it down next on the jazz radio network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win, one twelve, one hundred two over the Charlotte Hornets, and uh, that was not the game I think we expected to see. Coach, it was it was kind of a bizarre game for a lot of reasons, but uh, the Jazz ended up uh, pulling away a little bit at the end, hitting some ba- uh, hitting some shots when they excuse me when they needed it the most down the stretch. And really, that's a game that you see for the most part. Throughout that game, the Jazz had that game under control, particularly on the defensive end. Um, Offensively, they missed a lot of shots, and they kind of got lulled to sleep a little bit uh, by the changing defense. But, you know, they only only got to – gave up nine free throws to a team that really drives it. Um, They held them to 38% shooting and 34 from three. So it's – in my mind, that's the part of this game that's a great win. The Jazz – get back to figuring out how to stop an attack. Rudy Gobert had 20 and 20 for the sixth time in his career, 23 points, 21 rebounds. He also added a block shot. Bogdanovich had 23 tonight on eight of 15 shooting five of 11 uh, from three Donovan tonight with 21 on seven of 20 shooting. He also had six boards 
and six assists. Clarkson had 11 coming in off the bench. Uh, for Charlotte, let's see, they were uh, they were led by Miles Bridges. Also, uh, LaMelo Ball, that each had 21 apiece. LaMelo had 11 assists. Uh, Bridges actually had 11 rebounds. And then uh, Terry Rozier with 20 points. Uh, McDaniels had 14 coming in off the bench for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, the the Hornets, we expected them, the you know, second-best offense in the league. We expected them to look uh, a little sharper, I think, offensively. But the Jazz, kind of a flip-flop. The, the Jazz defense was much better tonight. And when you look at this game, I mean, like you said, both teams have, have been great in putting up offensive numbers. Um, the way this thing ends, the Jazz offensive rating a 105.7 and Charlotte under 100, 98.1. Mm. So, yeah, not quite the game in a lot of different ways, but um, I really like the Jazz kind of found that identity defensively, did a nice job of, of guarding the ball, not fouling. And then, you know, they got off to a good start. And, and then kind of, I don't want to say coasted, but it, playing to the scoreboard is the way that, that we explained it in crosstalk. And I think that that's one of the things they've got to kind of fight. You know, you've got to continue to play every possession and try to get better. We weren't sure if they would get there, but they got there. Uh, this season when the Jazz score 111 more points in a, in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic roast beef sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app. Turn on notifications and visit utahjazz.com slash scorebig to learn more. A little, peek behind, a little peek behind the curtain. You should have heard the roar that uh, came out of Jeff's studio in there when the Jazz got to 111. I think he's living on the, the roast beef, which I understand, Jeff. I do. It, it does. It makes, it makes Jeff's night. But, but it was a big night for the crew because that's a, that's a great win, the roast beef. But, I mean... The stories they tell about Babe Ruth stepping to the plate that afternoon and before the pitch came, raising his bat and pointing to a direct spot. And the pitch comes in and he whacks it to that direct spot and he jogs around the bases and everybody applauds. Well, you just basically did that tonight in a broadcaster. Uh, you know, you, you pointed your, your, your bat toward that uh, – that target of a 20, 20 for Rudy, and he comes through for you tonight. How 20 and 20. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, honestly, it, it probably wasn't all that bold because I thought the Jazz were going to score a bunch of points, and usually when the offense is going well, Rudy's getting a lot of dunks. He got more at the line, I'd, I'd say, yeah, than I, mean, I, I thought he'd hey, get the he dunks. But, together. And and Charlotte can't rebound, or, you know, can't rebound the basketball, so you knew Rudy was going to clean up there. So, But I, I did. I, I felt... Uh, I, I don't know what came over me, Coach, but I felt like making a prediction. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna start making more predictions, and I want you to as well because it gives you and I something on the side to cheer for. You oh. and I cheered for every Rudy rebound. Absolutely. <laughs> we were counting them up. They even made a couple of mistakes on ESPN as we were watching the stats tick up. Um, but, no, the crazy thing was you made the comment. It was It was just right around dusk. And a big old lightning bolt came right behind. I can I look out the window here behind you, um, and so I thought there must be something to to that. Twenty and twenty, and he did it six time in his career. Big yeah, and that's Rudy. the crazy part. It's yep. only you know I would imagine he'll do that a whole lot the way he's playing. Yeah. Yeah, well, Rudy, Rudy is Rudy, and he had a great night tonight. Bet his best foul shooting night ever, as Locke pointed uh, pointed out to him in his walk off. So big time game. Certainly from Rudy Gobert. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Thursday night. The Timberwolves will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, 
we have post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down as well as the Jazz win over the Hornets, 112-102 to here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win uh, to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. 112 to 102 is your final. Jazz beat the Hornets here at Vivid Arena. Three Jazz players uh, eclipsed 20 points tonight. 23 for Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert, 21 for Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz shot 35% from the floor tonight. They were 15 of 53, 30% from three. Uh, but the Jazz did crush the Hornets on the board, 68 to 51, including 22 to 11 on the offensive glass. Coach, we'd have to go back and look at it, but I think that's a season high for offensive rebounds for the Jazz. That's a huge number. That is a the whole rebounding thing tonight was crazy, but it, the Jazz did miss a lot of shots and were able to go get them on the offensive side, so you get a, a inflated number. That 22 is crazy, um, and then 68 total rebounds for the Jazz. Uh, just uh, Rudy, by the way, had seven of those offensive rebounds. As he had 21 boards to go along with his 23 points, so big night all the way around from Rudy Gobert. Let's go down to the media room. It's time to hear from the coach. Here's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Yeah, I thought the second quarter um, we weren't in sync you know, the, the way that we were the other three quarters. And I, I thought really the way that we came out, um, you know, in the third and the fourth, um, for them to take a take a lead and for us to really dig in defensively um, and to keep playing the right way. You know, a lot of the shots we missed were, you know, really clean, good threes. And then I thought, you know, as, as they started to really stay home on the shooters, we were able to get to the rim. So just, you know, I think the way that we played, particularly given the fact that, you know, we didn't play that way in the second quarter. So to see our team respond, you know, there were times when we almost overpassed. Um, you could you could feel that. But usually, you know, th- those shots are big shots. And there are shots, as I've said. Um, you know, not as many of them went in tonight as typically. But, you know, I thought we, we kept playing the right way. And... Uh, and I thought it really showed on the defensive end too and kept us connected. And we bounced back. There was a couple turnovers that, you know, what it looked like we had a real advantage and we're going to score in transition. And they ended up being, you know, layups for them. Uh, so you look at some of those swings and for us to overcome that, I thought shot a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of commitment and a lot of connectivity. During during a time when you had you know Rogier was hitting shots, they were getting some some buckets off our turnover. So I just I liked our mental toughness in the second half. Quinn uh, Rudy Gobert set a career high making fifteen of sixteen free throws. Um, what what did you think of just kind of the timeliness of, of some of those makes? They came at I think critical it, junctures in the game. Yeah, I mean I I think. The, the biggest thing is that he got to the line 16 times. And I, I think that shows, 
um, his balance and his patience. He's not just trying to get it up to the rim. He's, um, he's more conscious of where his defender is. And so they, they were fouls. You know, he was making them foul him or he was going to dunk. Uh, so, and then to step to the line and, and have the confidence that he did, that, that's something that, you know, that's been a big point of emphasis for him. Um, not just people on our staff saying that to him, but it's something that he's really internalized and, and he works on it. So uh, those are, you know, particularly, you know, when, you know, it's maybe got a chance to be an in one, you know, where it looks like he's going to dunk and he, he gets fouled, he goes to the line, he makes them both. It, there's a lift that takes place there. Um, so it, it was really, really good to see. You know, I thought, you know, there was a, in my mind, again, there was a reason that he was getting fouled because he's going up strong and going through people's arms as opposed to kind of trying to get, just get the ball up on the rim. Watching Washington film, there were times where I thought you guys could have gotten him the ball and, and weren't able to, and then tonight you did, and then he was able to do stuff on the short roll and like said, get to the line. That just, was that an emphasis before the game, or is that something that just kind of happened? Based no, on I, I think, you know, the, the, the short roll, particularly when they're, they're switching, you know, or blitzing, is just there. And, you know, I thought at the beginning of the game, you know, he, he made the right play. And, and Rudy, like a lot of us during the second quarter, um, I thought we, we had a lead and it became a little more about kind of individual guys making a play. Um, but for the most part, and I think you saw that in the second half, that there was a focus on that. He finished his role and got to the rim when he didn't have the short role. And that's really big, you know, when, when our bigs stop in the middle of the lane and try to seal, um, we don't have driving lanes. And, you know, ironically, they, they don't get the ball because there's people that are behind them. But when they, when they fight for the rim, um, you know, there's times when they get held and fouled, but to not allow that to, to deter you. Um, and then the floors really spread out, you know, I think, and that shows by, you know, the shots we got from three. So I, our, our guys are, are focused on getting into them. I think we've gotten better. One, he's, we're, we're allowed, we're giving, you know, the passers an opportunity to hit him high where only he can get it. And then he's keeping it high as opposed to ceiling, you know, and, and not really having a target because um, he's got to break his seal in order to catch the ball. So I, th I think on both ends, um, guys making, you know, the right read to see him and see him quickly. You know, if you, if, if you wait, you know, the help comes and he's not there. Um, and that, you know, that's going to happen too. Sometimes the help is packed in and then we got to make the same read and hit the corner. But um, I think that's something our team wants to do. And I think our execution in those situations has gotten better. And I think it you know, will continue to get better because of kind of fundamentally the way we're going about it. Um, you know, we were getting really good looks, you know, and, and, you know, and then it's kind of the, we were getting good looks and missing and, you know, they were, they were making some shots, particularly Rozier hit some shots. Um, and then we turned the ball, over. you know, the, the, there was four or six points that we just handed to him. 
when we might have been able to get something really easy on the other end. Sometimes if you get something easy, that that next three goes in. Um, you know, but they're 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 a good offensive team, you know, and, and I think is when we did get a little bit of a lead, they start, you know, you start to to get more aggressive shooting the ball and attacking St. Charlotte um, because you, you feel the game and you feel like you need to attack. And, you know, that's what they did. Ball hit a couple tough floaters. You know, those are he can make that shot, but that's not an easy shot. And as I said, you know, we gave up a couple threes and we handed him a couple couple layups um, when we when we turned it over. I think, you know, all those things compounded to, to lead to that run. Sorry about that, Coach. Hmm. Is there any concern that you guys are building double-digit leads and, and not even multiple games, like it's a pattern where you guys are building double-digit leads and, and, and surrendering them? Is, is there some emphasis in trying to put those, those I mean, games away? That was halftime as much as anything, right? You know, when, when you score 18 points or whatever it was, 19 in the second quarter, 18, 19, I can't even read it. That's what's going to happen. Oh, and the, the, the more that we're conscious of, you know, making quick decisions, you know, I think that connects us and the defense uh, is the, the important thing to, to stymie those runs. You know, it's instead of a 12 point run, it's an eight point run. And, you know, that those two buckets, those four points make, make a difference, you know, especially if you hit a shot. But to me, it's less about, you know, 12, 10, 14, as it is about what are we doing, you know, that's allowing that to happen. And that, that's why, you know, I was so pleased in the second half that the way that we played there, there you know, th those runs, that one run came, obviously, but I didn't feel like it was the same as it was earlier in the game. We were we were playing the right way. As I said, even, there were times where I think we passed up a, a better shot, you know, just to, to, to move the ball. And, um, you know, I, I know, you know, I'll never complain about that, you know, because I think that unselfishness is something that really permeates our group. And I thought Donovan, like Donovan had a, was on the rim for a layup and kicked it to the corner, you know, but those, that's who we are. And I think our guys take pride in that. And the more we play that way, I think the less we'll see those types of runs. So a couple of turnovers back to back in the fourth quarter, in the, a timeout after that. Is that just like a moment where you're like, all right, compose yourselves? Or what, what, what needs to be done in that moment? Yeah, I think sometimes the, the timeout will help you get to the next play. And, you know, there's certain mistakes because of, what the potential is on the other end that, that you feel them even more um, where you, you know, you go from feeling like you've got numbers and you're going to score to all of a sudden they, they lay it in and, and that, that can be deflating. So, you know, sometimes a timeout will help you collect yourself and just understand it's like, you know, made, can't make that play, but you know, we're going to get out there and, you know, we're playing pretty good outside of that. So, Let's get focused back on and the way we're playing and not that specific play. That's uh, Coach Snyder and his post-game media availability. Coach Lacombe, what'd you think? Uh, interesting. You know, I, I think um, he talked about the maybe even a little bit of overpassing tonight. Um, as we talked about the way that Charlotte kind of came out and extended the pressure, switched, 
showed some zone look. It kind of slowed the Jazz down. But they, one thing they did do constantly is pass the ball. And maybe, like he said, a, a couple of times too many. But he'll never argue with that because that's the way he wants these guys to play. Um, you know, good. I, I thought his, um, you know, his answer to how the the run happened, you know, with a couple of turnovers that were just, you know, baskets basically. Uh, and then, you know, kind of strung together some missed shots and, and some transition opportunities. But uh, overall, he's got to feel good because uh, they did end up winning the game with, I thought, their, the way they thought the game. They didn't bail him out with fouls. They didn't give him easy baskets. Um, and defense, for the most part, was pretty good tonight. Yeah, I think uh, I, the the tone of his post-game comments were a lot different because I think he was pleased with the defense. You know, Coach Snyder, what would you say his comments, defense to offense? Probably, you know, all these, you know, like 75 80% defense, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so he was pleased with the defensive effort tonight. It just felt like he had a more... Even though it wasn't the perfect game, obviously they didn't. They, you know, had their moments where they struggled and gave up runs. But he seemed much more satisfied with the effort defensively. I thought. Yeah, and I think that his, um, you know, that that was probably a game when you look at like what Rozier did, did there in the fourth quarter. He scored eleven straight points. Um, his nickname in the league, Scary Terry. I mean, there's nights where that guy could get you for forty. So, the, as a coach, you you watch the film and you think, man, these guys right now, the way the Jazz are not being able to contain. I'm sure that was his big concern. And I thought for the most part tonight, the Jazz really handled that well. I thought that they, um, you know, they guarded uh, better tonight. They were in better position, certainly used the Euro foul to slow down breaks and that sort of thing. But overall, he's got to feel much better about the, uh, again, not the effort, but the execution of the defense. All right, we want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show, 112-102 to is your final jazz win over the Charlotte Hornets. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Share some, uh, share your own and uh, read some more at mysubaruis.com. We'll have more coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get you more post game sound coming up here momentarily. But the Jazz win tonight over the Hornets, one twelve to one o two. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, let's see here. Tonight, points in the paint, Coach. Jazz actually outscored by the Hornets 42-34. to 34. Wow. That's interesting. I, uh, I can never call that. I, I know. I certainly know they didn't get a lot of points tonight from the paint from Rudy because he was at the line all night. So, I mean, there's a big chunk of paint points right there that they, I guess, would have been paint points, but ended up free throws. And Whiteside only had six total points tonight. Um, you know, I, 
I'm trying to think. Donovan had a couple of times where he got into the lane and they got took loose on him. But 53 threes. Right. So, I mean, not a whole lot of shots left. Don't know if getting to the rim was a priority, which which is a little weird, I guess, because I thought it really would be tonight. I mean, not that I'm not going to continue to take a victory lap over my Rudy prediction, but part of my Rudy prediction was he was going to get a zillion dunks because he was going to get no resistance at the rim. That didn't exactly prove to be the case. Well, they just made him earn them. Good I mean, point. It, now, and I that's don't know how Coach many times he was going up to dunk it, and he fouled him, right? So four or five times tonight. So it was the right theory, and I don't. I wouldn't back – like one second off of your call. That was pretty darn good. All right, let's get some uh, let's get some more sound going. Let's go. Speaking of Rudy, let's go back down to the media room and hear from Rudy Gobert. So in nine losses and over half of the losses that you guys have had, um, you guys have had double digit leads, and you won this game, but you also had a double digit lead. And you know, is that is that is that a concern for you guys? And you know, what do you do about it? I think it's comes in maturity, you know, and uh, the Hornets is a team that also uh, gets down early and or usually comes back. So it's, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, I think it's the way we play. You know, we we got to remind ourselves that it's, it's natural when you get up 20 to, you know, kind of uh, relax a little bit. But we have to, you know, remind ourselves, remind each other uh, to keep playing the right way. Uh, I thought tonight. I thought we 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 kept playing the right way. You know, we just missed a lot of open shots. Uh, some night is gonna happen. Uh, I don't feel like we we let down and at any time defensively. You know, Terry Rozier got hot, made a few tough shots. Uh, that's gonna happen. But uh, except, except the second quarter, I thought the ball was pretty was moving pretty well the whole game. So you know, I like the way we kept you know we kept playing and. I like the way we, when we got down one, three minutes left, we, we kept playing the right way, kept trusting each other, and uh, and we were able to make the shots and make the right play at the right time. You're high. 15 free throws made in 16 attempts. Uh, Quinn was talking about how you were finishing, how he was impressed by you finishing strong, of course, putting down the position, of course, in the foul. What was that? Uh, yeah, I could. I, I think I could have had a few more end ones. Uh, I missed a few more easy stuff, but uh, yeah, I'm just confident. I've, I've been putting a lot of work on the free throws over the years, so uh, you know, I, every time I shoot, you know, I shoot to make it. And tonight, I, I got an opportunity to get to the line a lot, so it was uh, yeah, it was great. It was... When you say that you played a lot of work over the years, what is that work? At the free throw line, look like is it just reps or how has your shot changed? We we we've changed a bit my my form. Uh, started like about more than a year a year and a half ago. Uh, so it was a it was a process. Uh, you know we kind of had to break it down to rebuild it. And uh, and now I'm feeling much more comfortable. You know and uh, I think it's only going up. You know from now like I I can feel I don't know what you guys can you can see better than I I can probably feel it. But uh, yeah I've been. Yeah, I've been feeling better from the line. Can you kind of have more confidence at the line? Is it easier to kind of be aggressive finishing just because if you get fouled, it's like, oh, I'll still get two points? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all, I've always been the, the mindset. I've never been scared to get to the line. You know, so some guys uh, have, have that mindset. I've never had a mindset. You know, I've always, sometimes I'm actually looking for the foul more than actually looking to score. So I need to 
you know, go try to score every time and uh, keep playing with force. And uh, if they're gonna foul me, you know, I gotta, I gotta punish them at the line, and it, it changes, the, it changes the game. You know, they try to foul me, they get fouls, and we, we, we get points on the line. So it's, uh, especially in the playoffs, you know, it's something that is very important. Talking about how when they switch, you're trying to seal down low. You kind of got to choose between whether you're giving your passer a target or trying to seal down low like this. How are you kind of playing that and kind of what's the feel there in terms of like? Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's just, it's mostly about my, my balance. You know, make sure I don't, if I'm fighting with my arms, obviously if they throw the ball, I can't catch it. Um, I think about the last few games or this year, you know, this season, I think I've, and especially with the summer over in the, in Tokyo, in the Olympics, uh, I've got a lot better at taking position. And now it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, making sure that when my teammates throw it, uh, they can have confidence that I'm going to catch it and I'll get fouled, you know, like it happened tonight. But yeah, just keep giving my teammates, my coaches confidence. Uh, and when I get it, you know, it's usually a foul or bucket. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I put a lot of work to be able to, to 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 do that and I know that it's it's key for us. You know, teams are have been switching against us and you know for us we have to keep having that mindset of punishing the switch, whether it's with the drive or it's using our bigs. And I think we got two dominant bigs that can really punish them on the switches. What was going wrong for you guys other than maybe just missed shots when Charles was on that twenty two run and, and what did you guys turn around with uh, once again, uh, there's, there was there's, there are some games where I feel like we really uh, get comfortable defensively, or we let down. Uh, tonight, I mean, maybe we got we let Terry Rosier uh, make a few shots, but I feel like we were right there. You know, we were guarding him. Uh, he's a tough shot maker. Sometimes he's going to get hot. That plus, you know, uh, we had a few few long ribbons or a few turnovers. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know. Turnover is going to happen sometimes, as long as we, you know, we lock in the next possession and we don't get like two or three in a row and give them lay fast break points, layups. Uh, you know, I think it's it's part of the game. But uh, I thought we kept kept moving the ball, we kept sharing the ball, uh, and we got open shots. You know, from guys that are forty percent three point shooters. You know, so it's uh, we gotta we gotta live with that. Working with you on your free throw when you were when you talking about like breaking it down and building it back up. So yeah, I got I got my I got my coach uh, Fernando. I've been working with for a little less than two years. So yeah, it's, it's been it's been great. You know, I've been uh, working out of my house uh, at night. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, I can feel the you know I can feel more and more comfortable. So it's uh, I know how important it is for me to take another step. And uh, and also, you know, like if I'm on the ball, I, I got to be able to knock down the free throws. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's key, especially once again, especially in playoffs. Rudy, you guys had 22 offensive rebounds, 22 second chance points. And the offensive boards were pretty much spread out through the roster. What can you say about the effort, collective effort of, Getting to the offense. It's been a it's been a point of emphasis for us. You know, we we know that teams are usually bringing like two or three guys to, to box me out, and uh, and uh, you know, we if we're about to to get a rebound or even tip it out of bounds, you know, like we 
we it keeps the other team from running. So it's either, you know, we always say no purgatory. It's like either we sprint back or we, we crash, we go to the ball, but no in between. And uh, I keep telling the guys to, yeah, when I, when I go and there's like three guys try to box me out, like you leave some openings for those guys. And uh, Royce uh, is a great rebounder. I think Donovan, uh, when he does, like he can, he's, he's, he's a great rebounder. Boyan, uh, Rudy Gay, obviously, you know, all those guys. The only one that has a pass is Joe. We just tend to run back, but uh, everybody else, even Mike, can can grab a few. You know, so uh, yeah, it's it's huge. You know, it's I think it's uh it's very deflating for the other team when we we get a we get a shot and we we miss and we get another rebound and then we kick it out. We get another three uh, or dunk. You know, it's uh it's uh it's a huge part of what we do, and I think that's why we've been uh, even better offensively. There's Rudy Gobert, who had a 2020 night uh, tonight, 21 point, or uh, let's see, uh, excuse me, he had uh, 23 points to go along with 21 rebounds. Heard a lot of talk about foul shots right there. Rudy setting a personal record with 15 makes. Let's get to your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A, earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, let's see here, the Jazz from the line, coach, were 28 of 37, 75.7%. Rudy himself was 15 of 16 from the line. Donovan went to the line eight times. Uh, he was five of eight. Mike Conley was four of five. Bogdanovich two for four. Or no, excuse me, that's three. Uh, that's threes. I apologize. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, no, I was right. Excuse me. And the white side was two for three. So there you go. Jazz had 37 foul shots tonight to the Hornets nine. And Rudy had 16 of those. That's a huge huge uh, disparity, but it kind of speaks to what the Jazz were able to do from an attacking standpoint. Particularly, he talked about the the switches and being able to take advantage of that. You have to punish teams when they switch. Um, and it's either by driving their bigs or, you know, spacing their bigs or uh, the big guys on a small posting up and getting something at the basket. That's something the Jazz got better at tonight, throwing it in there. And Rudy made hay from the line at 15 for 16. Just an absolutely great night from Rudy Gobert. Let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, exactly. We couldn't kind of blow them out easily. We had a 20 points, 20 points lead, but second second half, we couldn't we couldn't hit any three. We missed a, a lot of lot of free throws as well. But overall, double is double. I mean. It's not like we like we wanted, but uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, who cares? You hit those two big threes down the stretch after they had come back and taken the lead. Um, what was working for you in that situation? I mean, Donovan had a great, great penetration. He, he gets to the pain, and then he hit me. I was I was wide open on on, on the right corner. I missed previous. Previous two from from the same spot, but uh, but I'm, I'm I'm confident taking taking my my shot and 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 they were looking looking for me as well. I mean, they play whole game one three one defense, so they kind of wanted to slow us down. Like you mentioned before, we had a a lot of wide open shot. We shot fifty three. So if if we, if we shoot it like like we are usually shooting, it would be easy game for us. But uh, I don't know if you ask me. It's better that we won this way after losing two 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 games straight, blowing out like twenty more than 
double-digit lead, so I think that it's better that we won this way. Those couple of turnovers in the fourth quarter when they took the lead, uh, then Quinn takes a timeout. And the timeout, is that just like a everybody calm down kind of a moment, or what needs to be said? You guys are kind of a little loose with the ball. I mean, it was kind of calm down the moment. They were trying pressure us full court because they was desperate playing two to one, two to one full court zone. So instead of turnovers, Donovan and, and Mike start to attack, attack them right away. And then how oh, I got a two, two, two threes and, and Donovan and Mike had a, had a couple, couple free throws as well. So it's just to put a ball in, in their hands and, and, and make them, make them uh, make plays for, uh, for themselves or, or for all of us. When you catch, if you're going to do a dribble and a sidestep or a pump fake, or if you're going to go straight up, because you kind of mix it up a lot. I mean, Rudy had a couple couple dunks, so Mike was playing on a on my side, picking on a strong side. So I think that Kelly was was on me. He kind of pulled pulled in a little bit, and and, and I had in enough time to to get a ball up right away. Especially I hit a like I said I. I hit a one from right corner before, so I knew that uh, that kind is is going in. I mean, they play they play small, and he was he was just dominating them. Like especially on the on the boards, he finished with a twenty or more more boards, couple couple offensive ones that are that were really really important for us, but. Uh, but overall, he's he's doing his job every every single game, so he's he's playing well. There you go. That was uh, Boyan Bogdanovich tonight. Uh, Bogdanovich twenty three on eight of fifteen, shooting five of eleven uh, from three, and he made some big ones in the fourth quarter. I think he's a money player. I think he's a guy who, like when the game's on the line, he makes a lot of big shots. And you think about um, fourth quarters this year and stemming runs and that sort of thing. Um, I really like the way the energy he plays with and the fact he kind of stays, um, you know, always on attack. You know, defensively, I feel like he, he played pretty good tonight. Um, you know, certainly teams are going to seek him out, try to get uh, him in a matchup to drive on him. But he, he held his own there tonight. And, uh, yeah, overall, a really good game for Bojan. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win tonight over the Hornets, 112 to 102. We'll get you more player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. One twelve to one hundred two is your final. The Jazz beat the Charlotte Hornets. Going to enjoy getting to this one. Here's uh, it's time for your Master of the Glass. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight, Rudy Gobert, as usual, is your Master of the Glass with 21 rebounds. Seven of those, though, coming on the offensive end. 
Honorable mention for Royce O'Neal, who had 13 rebounds tonight. He had three offensive rebounds. The Jazz's team had 68 total rebounds, 22 on the offensive glass. Pretty amazing. Yeah, when this team really uh, sets their mind to it, uh, rebounding really becomes a a team-wide thing. Uh, I think you've got a a specialist, obviously, the best rebounder in the NBA in Gobert. But O'Neal has been just consistently good on the glass. And then you see, um, you know, Whiteside, in his minutes is very effective on the glass and then everybody else just does their part. Um, really like watching this team compete on the glass. I think it's an area uh, like that offensive rebound, the rebounds we saw tonight. I think that's an area they can really punish teams. Well, they certainly did tonight. They out-rebounded the, uh, the Hornets 68 to 51. So, and the Hornets aren't particularly a good rebounding team. I don't know. It, this was a weird game for the Hornets because it, for a offensive kind of all they could do is play offense. They were, they really weren't that great offensively. No, they weren't. In fact, uh, it was really the Jazz just getting a little bit cold mixed with uh, kind of a, a barrage of turnovers and stretches that kept them in it. All right, let's get some more post-game sound. Let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Those couple of turnovers in the fourth quarter and then Charlotte took the lead, those are also on like opportunities that you guys are going to have and then Quinn takes that time out. What needs to be said in that moment? Honestly, after the past two games, nothing. Um, it was real quick. It was just like, let's just fix it. Really wasn't much to say. Um, we knew. I think the the outlet that Rudy threw, you know, just being vigilant, and then Boyan's an aggressive turnover. Um, can't really complain about that. You know, we had numbers. He drove and tried to attack, and he lost the ball. Those things happen, you know, but it's how you respond. Like I said, um, like I've been saying, you know, how do we respond from that? And, you know, you saw what we did after that. We called a timeout. We gathered ourselves and, and locked back in. Got to give them credit. They came back from a, a – a, last night they, they they got beat pretty bad, you know, and to come in here and then have the same thing happen, they could easily just let us do the same. But they came back and fought and competed. And, you know, we didn't make shots, but we played we played well, I think. You know, I think we played solid. We get – Turn the ball over, had some mishaps, but we did a lot of good things, you know, even though the shots didn't fall. But, you know, for us to come out with the victory the way we did, I think we're all happy with it. I mean, the ball movement, like all of that felt good. Was it just a case of shots not falling? Yeah, shots didn't go in. Typical shots, you know, missing layups, missing missing floaters, missing threes. And we we, we got to where we wanted. They, they played zone. We were able to break it and get into the paint. But, you know, sometimes the shot doesn't go in. You just got to step up on the defensive end and, it's tough when you're missing shots and they're hitting tough shots. You know, when we're missing and they're hitting tough shots, that's that's tough as 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 a for for morale. You know, I think it's it's tough as well because you're sitting there just like man, like you know, I feel like it's just kind of happening over and over again. But you know, mentally being mentally tough, mentally strong, and being able to execute and down the stretch like we did, I think was huge. Is it is it a little weird to have a game where you guys shoot as poorly as you did and to have like universally everyone that comes in here say? We played really well tonight. Um, I mean, yeah, because I don't think you know you can dictate a performance off of made shots. You know, we've 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 kind of been that way because we have been shooting the ball well recently. It's been it's been easy for us. It's been you know blowouts. I wouldn't say blowouts, but it's been 15, 16 point wins. You know, we're up a lot. You know, so for us, I mean, obviously losing the last two. If you take the last two out out of it, you know, we were making a lot a lot of shots and then and, and executing well. So for us to have a game like this, we're up a lot, not making shots. They're making tough ones. They're finishing getting tip-ins, like off loose balls and stuff like that. You know, you can easily, like I said, you can kind of go left and just be like, man, like it's just a compounding, uh, I wouldn't even call it a mistake. It's just compounding thing after thing. Uh, but we didn't do that. You know, we were able to go in and continue to execute, do what we do and, you know, trust in each other. 
third ranked offense in the league mm -hmm. than Charlotte. And I mean, what did you guys do well against them defensively? Just made the shot, made it tough. Uh, Royce and Mike, I think, uh, did a great job. Uh, I will give them credit, you know, being making it hard on LaMelo and, and Terry ended with 19, but or 17, whatever, but, you know, keeping them fairly quiet, you know, throughout the whole game because they're, they're very talented, you know, and I think that was definitely, you know, big, a big thing for us getting stops, uh, keep, keep kind of killing the head of the snake. Um, Miles, Miles did have, have a solid game, you know, he's playing well as well, but, you know, I think it starts with those two, those two go-getters, man. And, you know, when you have Mike and, and Royce Garnett the way they did, and obviously, it's no secret Rudy's down there dominant as ever. Uh, but I think especially those two making it tough on the two guards, the two guys who get the offense going throughout the whole game. Um, Got to give them credit. When Rudy goes to the line, how more, much more confident are you today than you were when you first got into the league? I would say, I don't mean this disrespectfully, I would say a lot. You know, I think a lot of it was because I see the work and the progress that went into it. You know, when you first get here, you know, three throws weren't his strong suit. You know, finishing wasn't nice. You've seen him finish. You've seen him confidently get up there. Um, and I think, you know, you're just seeing it. He, he shoots those free throws. He's working on them, you know, because we're throwing him the ball. I think a lot more this year than we have in, in recent years. So now he's getting fouled. Now he's punishing these switches. And, you know, if they want to do that, you know, not so much just during regular season, but during playoffs, if they want to, you know, foul him and put him on the line, he's got to be able to hit like he did tonight. And, you know, he's got to continue to do that. And, you know, the, we see the work that he's putting in and it's showing now in front of everybody, but he's been putting the work in on, on that in particular on, on free throws because he understands that he's going to have to, Seal punish switches and, and get fouled and make the free throws. He mentioned that, like, uh, within the last couple of years, that he kind of broke down his free throw shot and rebuilt the back and kind of changed the game a little bit. Just kind of like, as an outside observer, just as a basketball player, how difficult is it to, like, kind of take away something that you do and remake it? Especially coming from a, uh, a jumper or a free throw, you know, from your, if you're changing your base or changing your, that can take a while. Um, that That's not something that just happens, like, oh, let me work on it from, June to October and it'll be fixed. You know, it takes time, you know, and it takes going through rough patches. You know, I think that's something that people understand. Like it's one thing to work and change. And, you know, you look at, for example, it's not, it's not the same, but for example, you look at Lonzo Ball, you know, how he's changed his over his career. It's not something that just happens, you know, overnight. So it's, it's a lot, it's a mental, it's a mental battle because it's not always going to be perfect, you know, going out there and continuing to find ways to put the work in and believing in it, you know, and he's believed in it. He's, he's showing it and he's, and he's doing it and they're falling. All right, there you go. Donovan Mitchell with a lot of interesting comments, talking a lot about Rudy Gobert on his 2020 night. But uh, one thing that stood out to me there is Donovan admitting, and I, I think he's right, that they're throwing Rudy the ball a lot more. And I think Rudy's doing two things. Uh, tonight was an example of him making his, his free throws and being dangerous there. But I also think he is finishing much better through contact, which is something that uh, Rudy talked about with you and Hatch when you guys were filling in on Unrivaled, I thought that was an interesting part of that conversation. But Donovan with a little acknowledgement there. Yeah, and I think what Rudy said in that interview, if you didn't hear it, was that, you know, I think he, Jake asked him, uh, Jake Hatch asked Rudy what he maybe he's gotten the best at or, you know, what is he's most proud of his development. And he really spoke to, you know, how much, how much stronger he's gotten since he, he got into yeah. the league and the time he spent on his body – uh, which is allows him to to take some of the hits that he takes and continue to play. Um, and again, to finish through contact, uh, he he's definitely gotten more physical, and I think he's gotten more nimble at the same time. Because used to be, if there was a guy standing there, he he would struggle 
to, to finish. I mean, that was even a couple of years ago when I started. Uh, but now, you know, he, he's showing all sorts of different ways to finish. How about tonight, the no-look pass, like, you know, to, to Bogdanovich. Yep. Early in that game was beautiful. So he just continues to add and add and add to his game. He, he legit wants to get better. You know, that's the, that's the one thing with Donovan and Rudy. They both do truly have the same end goal to win and win a championship. And a lot of players say that, but those two put their money where their mouth is on a nightly basis. And both have continued to improve throughout their career. One thing that we, that was funny off air before we started talking, um, I introduced myself and said, yeah, I've been watching you play do pre and post. Um, I said, I'm sure you don't, you know, probably listen to the radio. He said, how do you know? So if you're listening, great job, Rudy. Jake called your 2020 tonight. You've given Rudy a personal shout out. Uh, that's right. Big game from Rudy Gobert. And, uh, you know, he's, he's the, the, one of the pillars, the jazz have, you know, started to build this team around and he constantly is, is going out there and proving why that was a good idea on the jazz part. I mean, it's that chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. And, and again, like you said too, it's, it's improvement and it's getting better and it's making steps. That's, that's how he measures himself. Um, but nothing more than winning. Yep. Winning's the most important thing. Coming up next, we'll uh, put a bow on this one and uh, get some final thoughts uh, from Coach Lacombe at your Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own at MySubaruIs.com. More next. <clears throat> jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. There's your play of the game, courtesy of David Locke, and it's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you, Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. 112 102 is your final Jazz Beat the Hornets. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Coach, it looks like, let's see here. What do we have? Looks like we have a a couple of stat nuggets from our guy Tyson Ewing. You want to go over these real quick? Let's do it. Uh, Our guy Tyson Ewing, a friend of uh, the show. Of course, he does stats for the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast, and uh, sometimes he shares a few with us with postgame. You can follow him on Twitter, at tyewing 2 uh, let's see. Uh, the Jazz had 68 rebounds tonight. This is the most rebounds in a non-overtime game in franchise history since 1977 when the team was in New Orleans. It's tied for the fourth most in franchise history, most in a game since a double overtime win over the Spurs on uh, February 23rd of 1984 when they had 70. Wow. And I, so I'm, I knew we were in crazy territory at halftime when I saw that number, but uh, that puts it all in perspective for sure. And uh, let's see here. Gobert's first 2020 game of the season, sixth of his career, his fourth in the year 2021. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. And Rudy, uh, Rudy was the star tonight uh, with 20 and 20. As uh, Tyson just mentioned, sixth time in his career, 23 points, 21 rebounds. He added a uh, block shot as well. Rudy was 4 of 10 for the field, 15 for 16 at the line. Bogdanovich had 23. Donovan Mitchell had 21. But uh, Rudy Gobert with a monster night. It was funny because in the broadcast, uh, when the the idea came up that, you know, when they were talking about 
rebounding and, and offensive rebounding in the and I can't remember what number David threw out there, but Ron knew it went back to the Truck Robinson era. And Truck Robinson, and I actually got to watch him. His name was Leonard Eugene Truck Robinson. What a great name, Truck. Um, but he played for the Jazz in 77 through 79. And um, he was a 6'7", kind of a big, strong guy. Um, but he is, uh, yeah, he's still alive. He's uh, 70 years old right now. And um, so Booner was on that, man. He called it, played at Tennessee State from 70 to 74. How about that? Historic air the Jazz were in tonight. Yeah, and I love, like, that's been fun the last couple of years. We've seen some of this stuff. Um, but, yeah, great effort great effort by the Jazz on the glass tonight. Gobert was, was terrific. Um, and I, I thought, you know, I agree with what Donovan said. I thought that they... They never really did let down defensively, and that's really kind of what kept them in it. Offensively, they went through some lulls, and I think when they go back and watch film, and you and I talked about it, the ball seemed to be popping, and then all of a sudden it was three or four possessions where it didn't, and that gets a little bit contagious, uh, and then the defense gets a little confidence too out of that. So uh, just something they continue to work through, but they found a way to make a 22- or 23-point game, come down to the clutch, and after losing two games – you know, that they could have won in the clutch. They figured out a way to win this one. Yeah. So I take that as, as probably the most important. They you throw everything else out. They won a game tonight that was tied or within a couple points with five minutes to go. And it wasn't the perfect performance, but I think it was the performance that they needed following the weekend. You know, it, this wasn't like the second New Orleans game where they just mopped the floor with them. But at the same time, they came out with a defensive edge that was lacking over the weekend that they really needed to, uh, I don't know, uh, prove, remind themselves, not prove to themselves, but remind themselves that uh, they're capable of playing really good defense and that's going to carry you to win some games. Yeah, and I thought, again, they took that challenge. You know, the fact they only they put them at the line nine times is really surprising to me. Um, and, and the way that they were able to kind of keep guys out of their guts for the majority of that game, that was, that was, that was a step forward from a perim- perimeter defensive standpoint. All right, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action tonight. Thanks to the broadcast assistants who uh, worked on the broadcast. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to you, Coach Lacombe. It was fun. Oh, no. No, no, no. You're not getting off that easy. Thanks to you, Jake Scott. Recipe for a 2020 night from Rudy? I think he's going to get a 2020 2020? Night. Yeah, I think so. I bet finish twenty twenty one with a twenty twenty. I bet I bet he gets the twenty boards tonight. Maybe that's a little bit uh, aggressive from a prediction standpoint. But uh, if, but what else are we going to do? We're here eighty two times. We might as well throw something. Against Let's the do wall. it. Let's do it. See if it's going to stick. It did stick. It stuck. It stuck. I've never had anything stick before, and this stuck. Twenty three, and, and it was and you. You were the motivation. So thank you, my man. It, yes, I came in here with a little. Yeah, you get drama in your life. You get up and down, whatever. But uh, as always, you just bring the thing right back down to earth. And uh, gr- great call by you. You know what? You and I, and uh, include Jeff, we find a way to have fun every night, don't we? We have, we have, we find a way to enjoy our jobs. And uh, tonight was a lot of fun. We'll never forget it. Yeah. All right, one twelve, one oh two is your final. Next up, the Jazz take on the T Wolves here in this building on Thursday night. That game will tip off at seven o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at six, and of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.